Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I watch movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this month of May is Damon Wayans month. I will be reviewing Damon Wayans movies all throughout the month of May. And this week, I start with 1994's Blank Man. Okay, 1994's Blank Man. Here we go. I'm going to start off by saying that this movie was still surprisingly enjoyable. Usually I save that for the end of the of the podcast, but I'm going to say at the beginning that this movie was surprisingly enjoyable. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I remember watching this movie when I was a kid. I haven't watched this movie. This is another movie I haven't watched in years. And I try to um, pick movies that I haven't watched in years to watch again. Like, like I try to pick movies that I haven't watched in a long time. Like, maybe a good 20 years. A good 10 years uh, since I've seen the movie. I try to pick those type of movies. And um, and watch those again and see them through my adult lenses, you know. But this movie was surprisingly still enjoyable because I used to love, I used to love the hell out of Blank Man as a kid. I loved this movie as a kid. Uh, I know, uh, fun fact about this movie before we start off with this re- uh, review and what I think about the movie and what I think about everything in the movie and whatever and probably go off into rambling some shit off and whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, fun fact about this movie, this was originally supposed to be a handyman movie. Uh, handyman is a character that Damon Wayans played on in Living Color, but the studio did not think that uh handyman would be appropriate an appropriate character to make a movie out of because he's making fun of mentally challenged people pretty much uh which blank man i don't know what they thought of blank man the studio thought of blank man they thought enough i guess to put it out but there's some things in here that don't age well either in in this movie but We'll get to that. Uh, first off, I want to say the soundtrack's fucking whack. Movie's good. I like. I enjoy the movie. The movie is, like I said, the movie's still enjoyable. Uh, but soundtrack is fucking whack. It's just, uh, it's like typical 90s R&B and hip-hop. Uh, but, like, terrible. You know, <laughs> it's just terrible 90s R&B and hip-hop. Like, this soundtrack did not age well it sounds exactly like the time frame because it's not like the um like the boomerang soundtrack you know i think you could listen to the boomerang soundtrack in 2020 and it doesn't sound dated i don't know i haven't uh they i've heard a couple of songs on the radio still like there's like this uh 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 retro r&b station uh i guess 90s r&b is retro now but like they play they still play some songs off of that soundtrack and they still they kind of blend you know like they still blend they don't sound 
dated to me, like, songs off of that soundtrack, but if you play a song off the Blank Man soundtrack, you know that this shit came out in, like, 1994. <laughs> You're gonna be like, this came out in 1994. I could tell. You know? <laughs> dated ass soundtrack. Um, it's, you get to the beginning of the movie, it's, uh, two little boys, uh, Kevin and, uh, Daryl Walker, uh, watching Batman, actually, they're watching the old 60s Batman show, uh, on an old television, it's actually, uh, Damon Wayans' sons playing, uh, the younger version of Kevin and Daryl, uh, Damon Wayans Jr., and, um, what's his other son's name, it's like, his, I know his other son knocked up, uh, uh, I'm about to say Grandmaster Flash, <laughs> I was about to say Grandmaster Flash, but he knocked up, um, Reverend Run's daughter. I know he's the one that uh, had sex with Reverend Run's daughter. <laughs> I don't remember his name though. But like he, the other son, uh, like he plays, uh, he actually plays young Daryl, and Damon Wayans Jr. plays young Kevin. And so like they're like watching, they're just watching the Batman uh, television show. Uh, they're really obsessed with the Batman TV show, and they live with their grandmother, played by Lynn Thigpen. Lynn Thigpen. Lynn. Thickpin. For the amount of time she's in this movie, for the amount of time she's in this movie, she is amazing. Excuse me, I have to cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> for the amount of time that she's in this movie, she is amazing. I want to say she's not in this movie very long. I want to say she's in about maybe 20 minutes. And then something quite horrible happens to her later on in the movie. Uh, so like she's in this movie for about 20 minutes, but the 20 minutes she's in this movie, she is giving her all. I want to say she's putting her all into this movie and it is great. Lynn Thigpen is a, was an underrated actress for anybody that grew up in the nineties. You may know her as chief on where in the world is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> you, you may know her. She actually passed away, I want to say, in like, I want to say around like 98, 99. I know she, I don't think she made it to the 2000s. I don't think Lynn Thigpen, Lynn Thigpen lived to see the 2000s. I want to say she died in like the late 90s, like 1998, 1999. She was a great actress, man. She played uh, the mom and lean on me, like the, 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 the disgruntled mom and lean on me. She was great as Chief on Carmen San Diego. Uh, she's done a whole bunch of like guest spots that I've seen her in throughout her uh, career. Like great fucking actress, man. Uh, sad that she died. Sad that she died so soon. You know, like I would have loved to seen more from her. Uh, Cause I don't, I don't really think she was that old when she died. But you know, but yeah, man. She's a great fucking actress. I, 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 I loved every time. Every time I saw Lynn Thigpen, I, I was like, I thought like, she's an amazing actress. That's all I got to say. But um, but yeah, you see, you, you see, young Daryl and young Kevin, and then the, the transition into adults. Uh, uh, Daryl Walker, played by Damon Wayans, he's like, uh, he's pretty much like if Clark Kent and Steve Urkel had a baby. You know, pretty much is what he is. He's like, it's turned up. It's like turned up to 11. Uh, and you get, uh, and you see, uh, Kevin Walker played by David Allen Greer. He's a cameraman. He works at like a local news station. Um, and he's trying to get with, uh, 
Kimberly Jones, played by Robin Givens. And uh, might I add about Robin Givens? Because I watched this, uh, I actually watched this movie with my wife. Uh, she, she sat in and watched the movie with me. And we both uh, said it. Actually, she said it before me. She said it before me, and I was—it was on the tip of my tongue. She said, "Robin Givens is a succubus." <laughs> That's what she said, and I was saying, I, I told her, I was like, I was just about to say that Robin Givens is a fucking succubus. You look at her; she's a strikingly beautiful woman. I'm not gonna take that away from her. Strikingly fucking beautiful, and that time she's a, she's a fucking man eater. She's a fucking black widow. She lures men in because, like, she's so. Cause like she's so sophisticated and smart, and and and, and she, she 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 speaks proper English, you know, and like she's just beautiful. She's got a nice body, you know. She looks like the type of she looks like the type of girl that like you can have a fucking beer with or whatever, and like do all types of shit. And then she just sucks you in, and then she makes your life a living fucking hell, you know. <laughs> Robin Gibbons just seems like that type of woman. Uh, well, she is that type of woman because you know, she saw what happened to Mike Tyson. But uh, it's all happened to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson went down a di- downward spiral after Robin Givens, and it, it, he ended up in prison. So um, that was like, you know, and like I almost fell for that too because looking at Robin Givens, like I said, she's, she's fucking beautiful, man. Like she's a she's a ten out of ten beautiful woman and like i was like i almost fell into that trap too because i was looking at her and i was like just looking at her, i was like god damn and then i was like wait a minute what am i talking what am i talking about i was like i know what she does i know what this woman does to men and it's not good but but she's in this movie as uh kimberly jones uh uh and kevin played by david allen greer wants to get with her there is a funny scene in here where, uh, cause, uh, Daryl gives Kevin a belt buckle communicator. Cause Daryl is an inventor. Daryl is an inventor. He invents things. He takes like scraps and scrap metal and he just makes things. Uh, he's like a, kind of like a super, he's kind of like a super genius of the hood, you know, pretty much hood super genius. And, um, he, he makes Kevin a belt. He makes Kevin a a communicator belt and he said you can you can talk to me when you're at work or whatever he was talking about whatever you need to talk to me you can talk to me and it has like radar and all this other shit on it but like you have to uh you have to open up the the belt buckle and take out a like headphone like there's like an earphone and like you take out the earphone and you got to speak into the belt buckle so like there is a funny scene this scene's funny where i think kevin is talking into the belt buckle and it looks like he's talking to his penis and uh robin Givens' character comes up and sees him talk to his talking to his penis and like she uh thinks he's fucking crazy and she uh, i think he gave her i think he gave her his number and she was like yeah you know what you could take this back <laughs> like you're crazy and uh <laughs> It's 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 an hilarious. I think it's an hilarious fucking scene. Still funny to me. Uh, so we get to um, we get to like about the middle of the movie. Uh, Daryl Daryl's grandmother works for 
a uh I don't know what this guy is like he's a senator running for mayor I know he ends up becoming mayor and like he's I guess he's getting like there's like this guy this mob guy with who I'll talk to who I will talk about a little bit later on in the podcast but like I'll talk about him a little bit later I'm I'm moving forward too far but like uh anyway Daryl decides to become blank man after his after his his grandmother played by Lynn Thigpen is brutally murdered which comes out of nowhere if you're even when I was a kid when I was a kid that scene like always like took me off guard you know like when I saw this movie for the first for the first time that scene took me off guard because like it's all funny at the beginning you know like it's all funny at the beginning and um it's just very lighthearted, and you're like ha 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 and then his 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 grandmother gets like mowed down with a fucking machine gun <laughs> you know? like they don't show her getting shot but you get the gist they just show the guy coming in there with the machine gun and just like spraying uh everybody that's in the uh that's in the building uh so like her and a couple of other people die in the building i think it was like some old black man and some asian woman I think they were like in the building too, and like she, he, God just comes in and just kills all three of them, just, just sprays them all, and it's just unexpected as fuck, you know, <laughs> you know, and that's what makes uh, Daryl decide to become Blank Man. Uh, Kevin thinks he's crazy. You like, dude, you gonna get your ass blown off if you run out here trying to be a vigilante? Don't do this shit, and all of this shit, but um. It, uh, David Allen Greer in this movie, man. My God, <laughs> David Allen Greer, Damon Wayans too, because uh, Damon Wayans does things like his, uh, like when you first, because like when you first see him as Daryl, he does something in there and he doesn't even say a word. Like he doesn't say a word. This is like comedy one hundred and one, sketch comedy one hundred and one, acting one hundred and one. Uh, he doesn't say I can't believe I'm saying this about Blank Man like acting one on one in Blank Man I know but uh, but he does something in this movie when you when he's first introduced and you're like he doesn't say a word it's just a mannerism that he does and it makes you laugh you know he just and it's a small mannerism you have to like really be paying attention to see it and like I saw it and it made me laugh uh, and like if you if you watch the movie if you watch the movie you you have to go back to when he's introduced as adult Daryl and see it and you'll be like wow that that was actually pretty funny because he doesn't because he does not say one word he doesn't say a word and it, it, it's a mannerism that just makes you crack up laughing but uh, David Allen Greer David Allen Greer is the best part of this movie you know because like he he is taking this um he's taking this uh what am i saying what am i trying to say here <laughs> i was you if you watch this podcast for enough time you know i get caught up in my words sometimes <laughs> but uh i'm trying to think of a word uh he's taking this material that's what i'm saying he, he took this material seriously it's a comedy but and it's making fun of superheroes but he took it seriously. I love it. Like he, his, his, his comedic timing is on point. His dramatic timing is on point. Uh, just, just like certain things he does. Like he's the, he's like all around like the best actor in his whole goddamn movie. Uh, like I said, Damon, 
Damon's good. He handles all the comedy. Like, his comedic timing... Damon's comedic timing in this movie is impeccable. Uh, you know, even like I said, like, David Allen Greer's comedic timing is impeccable. Um, but his dramatic timing is great off the charts. When it's time to be serious, he's serious. When it's time to be funny, he's funny. You know, like, he's... He, He's just an all he's just an all around Swiss like just Swiss Army knife in this goddamn movie. And I appreciate him for that. Like David Allen Greer is probably one of the most underrated uh comedic actors, I think, of all time. I think uh, David Allen Greer should be bigger than what he was than what he what he is, really. You know, cause like I know he I know he like he just gets like sitcom after sitcom after sitcom and they all get canceled. You know, like and I don't think that's I don't think that's deserving of a of a great actor like David Allen Greer, like a, of a great comedic actor. I think really he should be I like out of all the in living color guys, uh, cause you know, Jim Carrey went on to be something famous. Uh all the Wayans brothers, you know, went on to be something. Uh Jamie Foxx had a little had a little tough spill, but he went on to be something eventually. Uh, cause like, I think like the mid nineties were not kind to Jamie, <laughs> you know, the mid nineties were not kind to Jamie. He was kind of suffering. And then like around, like maybe like, I think around like 2000, 2001 is when he started, uh, his, his star started to rise and like, he became Jamie Foxx, you know, <laughs> but David Allen Greer should be, should have been one of those people too. You know, David Allen Greer is a, is a great all around actor and I don't think we appreciate him enough for being as great of an actor as he is. But, like, David Allen Greer holds his own. He's fucking impeccable in this movie. <laughs> He's great in this movie. Takes the shit seriously like an actor should. No matter what fucking movie you're in, take it seriously. You know, uh, the opposite of that <laughs> is Robin Givens. Because she doesn't take this shit seriously at all. She is phoning it in like a motherfucker. She is fucking phoning it in. Um, she she's probably the worst actor in this goddamn movie. Uh, cause everything, all her uh, dialogue is stilted. You know, like it's like she's reading off of the script. Like she just got finished reading the script and she's trying to memorize the script. You know, <laughs> you know, you know when that happens. If you, it's gotta be like you gotta be like really into acting and really into um, like dialogue and shit to know about that but like it's like she is stilted in her acting you can tell and like she's just playing this it's like she's trying to be it's like she's trying to be Lois Lane you know like she it's like she watched Margot Kidder (laughs) in the first Superman movie and she was like I'm gonna be that and she fails miserably (laughs) she fails fucking miserably because like she is just hamming it up and she is just phoning it the fuck in. Uh, and I've never, I've never really thought that Robin Gibbons was that great of an actress in the first place. Because uh, everything she's in, I'm like, mm, you know, mm, eh, whatever, you know. Uh, even I'm not even gonna talk about that, but I'll, I'll save that for another. I'll save that for when I review that movie. But I'm not even gonna talk about that. But I've never really thought Robin Gibbons was that great of an actress, you know. I never really thought that, but like here, she really shows it that she's not a great actress. Uh, the main villain in this movie, I think his name is Michael Manelli. Uh, he's like a kind of he's a mob boss, 
Uh, it's played by a veteran actor named uh, Joe Polito. Was his name Joe Polito or John? No, John Polito. I'm sorry, I say Joe Polito. <laughs> John Polito. Um, uh, he's also he also passed away. I think a couple years ago. Um, he's no longer with us. Also, he was he's been in a lot of movies. I remember he was like the star. He was like the the the, the uh, store owner in The Crow. Uh, that's a, that's another famous role that he did. He's been in another a bunch of other movies. I can't really think of right now, but he's he's always been kind of like this character actor, and like he's the main villain in here. Um, he's uh he's really over the fucking top. He's like he's for my boss because there's a scene in this movie where uh, I think his 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 henchmen take over a bank and they take the mayor hostage, and he they blow a hole into the ground like into the florida bank and he comes out of the florida bank like a fucking 60s batman villain <laughs> like pretty much like 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 a joel schumacher batman villain <laughs> pretty much he is a joel schumacher batman villain or like batman forever batman and robin like that shit he is that and he just comes up he comes up from out of the, the hole in the in the fucking it comes up from out of the hole in the fucking uh in the bank and he's just like ah oh, yes and he's he just I'm like you're fucking mob boss why are you so fucking flamboyant you know he's like he's over the fucking top he's over the top throughout this whole fucking movie he's not in the movie very much but he's over the fucking top in this whole goddamn movie. It's insane. I love it though. I love it. But like I said, like overall, I still think this is a decent movie. I think it's not bad. I like. I laughed. I think. I, I thought it was still a hilarious movie. Everything I was supposed to laugh at, I laughed at. I don't know. If it was because my wife was watching it with me, but um, but everything I laughed at, I laughed at. I think there were some things that she didn't laugh at. <laughs> You know, so like everything I laughed at, I laughed at. There was like even one scene that had me laughing for a good like two, three minutes. And I can't even remember what it is right now. But but it was something I think like around like in the middle of the movie or something like that. But still hilarious. Still a hilarious movie. I love it. Uh, I do feel like there were some scenes in this movie that were uh, they were like kind of inappropriate. Uh, there's a scene where like. Uh, they're at uh, Daryl and Kevin's grandmother's funeral, and it's like his his grandmother. I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna remind you, his grandmother was mowed down with a machine gun, brutally murdered. I don't know where they shot her, but like it's a closed casket. <laughs> like, she I'm like she got a closed casket. You saw it. Like in the movie, there's they don't show the body, closed casket, you know. So she got fucked up, you know. And they try to kind of make comedy out of uh, the funeral, out of uh, the grandmother's funeral, because Damon Wayne's character is a little bit over the top with the crying, and like it's kind of it's 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 kind of comical, and you don't want to laugh because it's supposed to be a serious scene. It's supposed to be the catalyst for why he becomes blank man and you're like i don't want to laugh at this this is supposed to be serious (laughs) you know 
but that happens and then like there's a couple of uh stereotypes in this movie for one the nerd stereotype uh you got blank man uh daryl walker he's pretty much a fucking nerd stereotype that's, that's how they think nerds act especially black nerds and uh you know that's a fucking stereotype uh you know urkel was around so like that that's the stereotype that that that, that sticks with black nerds so i'm kind of offended but uh because <laughs> you know, i don't act like that at all but uh and i like a lot of uh, i like a lot of like geeky shit but i don't act like that at all i'm like what the fuck is this shit i don't act like this but anyway um you also got like there's like a scene where like there's a talk show uh and greg kinnear is in this movie greg kinnear is the talk show host and there's a couple of superheroes that pop up there's one called gay man and like he's dressed in like leather chaps and he has like a handlebar mustache and then there's another one called midget man can't do that today (laughs) you know that's not something you can do today at all but other than that i think they hit like all the comedy beats like all the comedy beats they hit i laughed like i said i laughed every time i was supposed to laugh uh damon wayans and david allen greer have chemistry you really believe that they're brothers you know like they make you believe that they're really brothers uh damon uh david allen greer's character is very protective of damon wayans's character you know, like like a big brother should be to a little brother. You know, so those guys got I like those guys got comedic chemistry. Those guys got all types of chemistry together, man. I guess that was from being on a living color together. Is the chemistry never stops? And they were because uh, they did work together on Living Color a lot. Uh, they were in a lot of skits together on Living Color. One I remember uh, Men on Films. Uh, Men on Films, they did that a lot. So I guess they bonded (laughs) from doing Men on Films. And that's why they have so much chemistry. But overall, I like this movie, man. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of like shit on this movie. You know, because like, (laughs) they're like, hey, man, what about black superheroes, man? They're like, this is because they're like, this is the black superhero we get. We get Blank Man. Because I think, and then I think a year before that, we got Meteor Man. (laughs) which was played by Robert Townsend and like both those movies both these movies kind of bomb and I was like I'm kind of like those movies aren't meant to be serious like it's a superhero parody like Blank Man's a superhero parody I don't know what the fuck Meteor Man was but I'll I'll, I'll review Meteor Man sometime down the road because I do want to get to Meteor Man but yeah I know that we uh don't have a lot of serious black superheroes out here you know, I mean, in the movie business, like in in like, we don't have a lot of serious. Let me rephrase that: we don't have a lot of serious black superhero movies. Cause we got a whole bunch of black superheroes. You pop open a couple of comic books, you'll see them. We got a whole bunch of fucking superheroes, uh, black superheroes. But it's just the movies that are like kind of hard to get off the ground. The the first um the first serious superhero we, movie we had was like spawn i think uh in like 1997 and that was a piece of shit then we got steel that was a piece of shit blade was cool but nobody even knew that blade was a superhero like the average uh the average uh local yokel uh average joe whoever didn't even know that blade was a marvel superhero you know they just saw wesley snipes in black and they just thought it was like a fucking action hero you know, like, they thought it was an action movie. They didn't even know he was a fucking superhero. 
uh, like dudes teamed up with fucking Spider-Man, <laughs> you know, like he's teamed up with Daredevil, he's teamed up with a lot of like fucking superheroes uh, before this, but people don't know that. Um, that's why um, people uh, cling to Black Panther so much. I understand why people. I went on a rant about Black Panther couple episodes watch my teenage mutant ninja turtles review and you'll uh see my black panther rant why i wasn't really that big of a fan of black panther i mean i was a big fan of black panther i'm a huge fan of black panther in general like i said like i've been a fan of black panther since i was like nine years old but i'm not a real big fan of the movie i'm I'm a big fan of chadwick boseman as the character chadwick boseman does a good job as the character when he's in other movies (laughs) you know, like, Civil War, he was fucking badass, you know, uh, Infinity War, he's a fucking badass, Endgame, he was, eh, you know, they didn't give him a lot of screen time in Endgame, but, like, he was there, and he, he did his best, let me just say that, but, I, go watch my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles review, and you'll find out what I think about Black Panther, but anyway, that's why people cling to Black Panther, you know, um, uh, even like black female superheroes don't do very well. Uh, in the theater, they we had Halle Berry as Catwoman. That movie's just dreadful. I I don't think uh, we'll have another black superhero uh, female for like another 10, 20 years. Now <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but that's why I think that's why I think uh, Captain Marvel should have been black because there is a black Captain Marvel, uh, Monica Rambeau. Actually, I believe she is the first Captain Marvel. Uh, she's the first Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau. And they they have Monica Rambeau in the Captain Marvel movie, but she's a little kid. And I kind of felt like, I know they're trying to push, I know they're trying to push Carol Danvers. I know they're trying to push Carol Danvers as like this, this important deal, you know, uh, there was like a whole bunch of things that happened in the Marvel universe that kind of shifted her to be like the, like the poster child for Marvel. Now, uh, she's the female Superman, you know, I guess from Marvel. Uh, like she's like this, they're trying to push as this big feminist poster child at Marvel. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people ain't feeling it. You know, a lot of people ain't feeling it. And I know it's best for her to have the movie. Cause like she's the poster child for Marvel now. But I kind of wanted to see Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel. You know, I was kind of, I was kind of, kind of, they're, they're going to do Monica Rambeau, actually. They're going to do her. An uh, actress named uh, Tiana Parrish actually got the role of adult Monica Rambeau. I believe she's going to show up in the second Doctor Strange movie. Uh, the second Doctor Strange movie, because the second Doctor Strange movie is going to be fucking stacked. Uh, cause it's not only gonna be Doctor Strange, cause I think you're gonna get Brother Vu, you're gonna get Brother Voodoo, another black superhero. Uh, uh, he hasn't been cast yet. You're gonna get Scarlet Witch. Uh, you're gonna get America Chavez. She hasn't been cast yet. She's a Latina. She's a Latina superhero. And, uh, you're gonna get Monica Rambeau. Uh, like I said, who's played by, uh, Tiana Parrish. They already cast, cast her. Once again, going back to my Black as Fuck review. A dark-skinned woman playing a superhero. Don't tell me dark-skinned women don't get good roles. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> miss me with that bullshit. Um, but yeah, man, that that should be cool. I want. I'm looking for. I was. I was excited because I love. I 
Tiana Parrish is an underrated actress, I think. Uh, she was in uh, Chirac, and she was also in If Bill Street Can Talk. She was the main character in Chirac, and she was the... She wasn't really the main character in If Bill Street Can Talk, but, like, she's in it. She plays the main character's sister. Uh, so, like, I'm happy for her to finally get, like, a major, major role in playing a superhero at that. That's, that's fucking great for her. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Let's see if she gets her own movie. I would love to see her get her own movie. But, yeah, man, but... Getting back to this, I, I understand why people kind of shit on Blank Man and the whole Black Panther deer, but I don't think Damon Wayans was trying to make a superhero movie. I think he was just making fun of superheroes. He, he, he thought, I think he thought that Batman was silly. He thought that the 60s Batman show was silly and he just wanted to make fun of it. Pretty much what he wanted to do. That was it. But overall, like I said, like the movie. I give it a four out of five. I'll be back next week with my next Damon Wayans movie. I recently watched Mo Money uh, while I was watching Blank Man. Got to, got to, got to prepare for that one. Uh, that'll be next week. Next week I will. Re- excuse me. Next week I will be reviewing Mo Money. So until then, peace. <laughs>